Little Red Riding Hood, Part 3 Granny, why is it so dark in here? said Little Red Riding Hood. I've been sick, my child, and the light hurts my eyes. Come closer. A furry paw beckoned to Little Red Riding Hood from out of the shadows. Granny, what big furry hands you've got, said Little Red Riding Hood, definitely a bit shocked. All the better to stroke you with, my child, said the trembling voice from the shadows. Come closer so that I can stroke your beautiful hair. Two fierce, hungry eyes glared brightly from out of the dark place where the trembling voice came from. Little Red Riding Hood took a step closer to her grandmother's bed. But, Grandmother, what big eyes you've got, she said. All the better to see you with, my child. Come closer so that I can see your pretty face more clearly, said the trembling voice from the shadow, followed by an eager, Sniffing sound. <laughs> Granny, I don't want to seem rude, but what a big nose you have, said Little Red Riding Hood, stepping closer. A little afraid now, but curious, curious, curious. All the better to smell you with, said the trembling voice from the shadows. Only this time, the voice trembled less and there was a sly, hungry sound to it. Come closer, so that I can smell the sweet perfume of your fresh, young skin. Little Red Riding Hood, uncertain and nervous, stepped closer and saw a set of shiny teeth being licked by a drooling red tongue. Grandmother, what big teeth you have, said Little Red Riding Hood, terrified now. All the better to eat you with, said the wolf, as he leaped out of the bed and swallowed Little Red Riding Hood in one big bite. Then he ate all the sausages in Little Red Riding Hood's basket and the bread and butter and all the jam and honey. Greedy, that's what he was, greedy. The wolf, now full of food, including two people, felt happily tired. He lay down on Granny's bed and fell into a deep sleep. Snore, snore, snore. Back in the sturdy wooden home of Little Red Riding Hood's family, her mother was getting very worried. Little Red Riding Hood should have been home by now. The snow hadn't stopped falling, making her even more worried. Maybe she stayed with Granny, said Little Red Riding Hood's father. She's a clever girl. She knows not to try to come home in this weather when she's safe and warm in her grandmother's cottage. I know, husband, but I have a terrible feeling that something is not right. Please go to grandmother's cottage 
and make sure they're safe, said Little Red Riding Hood's mother. Because the woodcutter was big and strong and afraid of nothing, and because he knew that there was no reasoning with his wife when she's in this sort of mood, the woodcutter put on his warmest cloak, took his sharp axe from where it hung on the wall, and walked into the freezing snowy night, into the woods, onto the path to Grandmother's cottage. The snow was deep, but the woodcutter had long, strong legs. He soon arrived at Grandmother's cottage. All was still. The woodcutter tapped on the door with his gloved hand. No reply. Inside, the wolf slept deeply, too deeply to hear the knocking. The woodcutter peeped in through one of the windows. To his horror, he could see the wolf lying on the bed, his big tummy round and fat, full of food, and, the woodcutter realised, full of his daughter and her granny. Mad with anger, the woodcutter kicked the door down, and with a tremendous blow of his axe, he split the wicked wolf in two, before it could even wake up. But killing the wolf didn't stop the sorrow the woodcutter felt from the loss of his daughter and her granny, until a miracle. The wolf had eaten Little Red Riding Hood and her granny so quickly that they were both still alive. A bit sticky from being inside the wolf's tummy, but alive. There they stood, blinking their eyes and delighted to see Little Red Riding Hood's daddy, who was crying for joy at the sight of them. Little Red Riding Hood and her granny cleaned themselves up and had a cup of tea with Little Red Riding Hood's daddy before heading back to the village to tell Little Red Riding Hood's mummy all that had happened to them. Of course, she didn't believe a word of it. The End